Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Trinity Podcast. My name is Ashley Matthews. I'm the Associate Lead Pastor here at Trinity, and I am so glad to get to spend this time reflecting on the season of Lent with all of you. Before we jump into talking about Lent, though, I just want to say this. The last thing any of us needs right now is uh, more weight to carry or thinking about death, dying, and, and loss some more. Many of us feel like we have had our fill of that already this past year. And that's fair. It's totally understandable. So if you're listening right now, but you almost didn't because you've decided that for you, Lent is canceled this year, uh, I'm really glad that you decided to go ahead and push through because I believe, we believe, that the Lord would like to give us some fresh perspective in this season, help us all better understand why it is that Lent is most truly a season of hope, not despair, a season about life, not death. So let's jump in and think about Lent for a bit together. Christians have been observing a 40-day season of preparation for Easter for a long time, since about the 4th century. This period of 40 days is, of course, meant to be a reflection of the 40 years Israel spent in the wilderness preparing to enter into the Promised Land, and the 40 days that Jesus spent in the wilderness preparing to begin his public ministry, move towards the cross and resurrection. So in both stories, the time in the wilderness was a preparation time, a time of trial, spiritual testing. Israel had to confront their cravings for Egypt that they still carried with them uh, in their bodies, in their minds. Uh, Even though they weren't there anymore, physically and literally, they still thought and believed like the slaves of Egypt, even though God had delivered them to become the people of Israel. With Jesus, the point of the wilderness uh, wasn't so much to confront his sin or his uh, bondage to sin as much as it was to confront a spiritual adversary. In the story of the temptation of Jesus, uh, the devil goes after the most vulnerable places in Jesus' humanity, his trust in God, his humility, his appetites. So when we enter into the wilderness of Lent, we're choosing, like Israel, to confront our cravings, which is why we fast. We're choosing to confront our doubts, like Israel, which is why we pray, pray more in this season, or pray more intentionally, maybe. We're also choosing, like Jesus, to examine our vulnerabilities, to acknowledge that we have an adversary, and therefore we have vulnerabilities, weaknesses that an adversary can see, both physical and spiritual. And so we do all of this so that when Easter comes, we can be more free, therefore better able to celebrate the resurrection and what it means. That's the freedom we're after, a kind of freedom that would help us embrace, lean into, and really experience the joy of Easter. So what do we mean by more free? How does giving things up, fasting, doing uh, more of the things I don't really like to do, like being still and praying, make me more free? This is a great question. Uh, It's almost like I've heard it before. Uh, Indeed, have heard it many times. And it's really important because for people of faith, the concept of freedom is a little bit different from maybe how we more generally think about or talk about freedom. Most people, when they hear the word freedom, what immediately comes to mind for them is a a sense of autonomy, being able to do what I want, when I want, and how I want, without restraints. That's freedom. 
And to some degree, that's true. There's just enough truth in it. The problem, however, is with what we want. Because when what we want isn't good, or at least isn't God's best for us, or for the people around us, am I really free to want it, to feel like I have to have it? Christians would say no. True freedom, the kind Jesus gives, is the ability to desire and to pursue that which is God's best for me and for the people around me. And I want to say that again because I feel like it matters and it really matters in particular in this season. True freedom, the kind Jesus gives, is the ability both to desire and to pursue God's best for me and for the people around me. That means that when I'm really free, I'm free because I want what God wants, both for myself and for the people around me. So when I fast, as we're called to do during the season of Lent, and I feel as a result the strength of my desire and my dependence maybe on food or alcohol or TV or social media or work or shopping, I get to choose what I'm going to do with that desire. I can either continue to fast, which is what we're called to do in the season of Lent, and invite the Holy Spirit to redeem the desire. Because I just want to say, and maybe even underscore this point, desire isn't bad. The desires that we feel aren't bad. And the aim or goal of Lent is not to kill or punish or eliminate our desires. We are, however, trying, working with God to redeem them by reorienting them and aiming them in a better direction. So I can either choose to see that desire, maybe even that dependence redeemed, or I can choose to submit to it, become its servant. The words of the Great Litany, which we'll pray together on Ash Wednesday uh, from the Book of Common Prayer, it reads this way. From all blindness of heart, from pride, vanity, and hypocrisy, from envy, hatred, and malice, and from all lack of charity, good Lord, deliver us. Spiritual and emotional blindness, pride, vanity, envy, these are all things that bind us up and ultimately uh, enslave our spirits. They keep us from being able to love with the kind of freedom Jesus had. And that's really maybe the most important thing to keep in mind is that the freedom of Jesus was the freedom to love in the way that God loves. It wasn't about autonomy. It wasn't about doing what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted. The freedom of Jesus was most evident, most powerful in the way that he loved. And the most evident and powerful example of Jesus's loving us was when he was hanging from a cross nailed, literally bound to that cross. That's the love of Jesus at its most perfect and its most powerful and its most free. And here's why. Because even then, even like that, hanging, nailed, bound to the cross, Jesus was able to love us without any desire for revenge, without any feeling of superiority. He was free from those things. And so during the season of Lent, we're meant to imagine 
what it would mean, what it would be to love that way with that kind of freedom. Because if we were to have that kind of freedom, then when Easter came and we were called to feast, not to fast, but to feast, we would feast really, really well. We would feast not just for ourselves, but for each other. That's the feast of heaven. That's the feasting of Zion. It's the feast of free people. People who have the cravings of heaven in their bellies and in their hearts. So the hope of Lent is that we can become, in fact, we are becoming those people. People who, who feast that way. And by feast, of course, we mean it metaphorically. We would be people who live that way, who live with that kind of freedom. So we hope you'll join us as we prepare to enter the season of Lent. For the next couple of days, rather than asking yourself, what am I going to give up? Maybe instead we ask the Lord, where am I less free than I should be? Maybe we start there. I give up sweets and alcohol every year. It's not something I pray about or even think that much about. But in addition to those things, this year I'm also asking the Lord about my time. Where has my schedule maybe become more of a master than a servant? And how might you, Holy Spirit, use this season to redeem my relationship with my schedule and with my time? So pray for me. I'm praying for all of you. We are praying for all of you. God bless you. And may God bless all of us as we work with him to keep a holy Lent. Amen.